0: What's happening? Will Freeman, revolutionary lifestyle design.com talking to you about why monthly income is the metric to measure. Grant Cardone says cash is trash. cash flow is King. I mostly agree. I think cash is nice. I like to spend cash, but monthly income, monthly recurring revenue. That's my thing. Not lump sum payments, not, not big deals, not big scores. I love creating monthly recurring revenue. I love creating business systems that, or optimizing current business systems to make more monthly recurring revenue. I hate starting the month at zero. I hate solely relying on hunting. I love to have that, what I call farming income. And I love creating systems that do that because I'm a long-term strategic system thinker, not a short-term project-based thinker looking for a big score. If this resonates with you, then then you're going to love this video. You're also going to love this video If you're a miserable, unhappy, perfectionist entrepreneur and you are struggling to enjoy your life despite the fact that you've built a successful business, like a lot of guys that I worked with, like a lot of entrepreneurs in general, are very hard on themselves, set very high standards for themselves and have very high net worth targets where they link their identity to that particular net worth target on a tight Timeline that puts a lot of pressure on themselves and ends up in the guy doing a lot of work that he hates having clients that he hates hiring people that he hates to do work that he hates to get to an arbitrary um, chest pumping revenue target or employee target or net worth target or all the above because he is playing a game that originally sounded fun, but has not been fun for a long time and monthly income is the key to that next level of enjoyment or getting back to the level of enjoyment. And if you give me a few minutes, I'm gonna break down exactly how that works. Okay, so first it starts with recognizing that monthly income is the metric to measure. And by income, I mean after-tax income. Pre-tax income was never yours to begin with. It belongs to the government and Again, as I said, I would choose monthly income over lump sum payment because I measure my expenses monthly. And that's the key to all this. It's about setting lifestyle targets for income instead of arbitrary net worth identity targets. Remembering that business and money in of itself is a tool for happiness. Some guys don't like the word happiness. So I will just say positive experience everything is a tool to create more positive experience than negative. You can use the word happiness. You can use the word bliss. You can use the word state. At the end of the day, you want that all to be positive. Give you an example knife through your leg. Pretty much everyone can agree. That's going to make you unhappy, unblissful in a bad state, or just overall negative, having the experience of a knife through your leg versus the experience of feeling good in your body, feeling financially secure, having women or a woman in your life that you love, being in good shape, etc., etc., More of that, less of the other thing. That's what everything's, everything's for. That, that is what money exists for, much more so than saying the identity game of money exists so that I can stack 10 mil and be the guy that has 10 mil and measure my status in that regard. Um, that is, a, is a, a way to be unhappy that is a very good way to be unhappy. And that is what a lot of entrepreneurs get trapped in. They get trapped in the revenue targets. They get trapped in the amount of people working for me targets and they get trapped in the, um, net worth targets. Okay. And I'm not saying that to hate on anybody who's done very well in those things. Um, it's terrific, you know, any, you know, success in business is hard and, and anybody who's got, you know, huge wins, um, more credit to them, respect to them, hat tip to them. Um, And if they've got all those things and they're happy, then even extra credit to them. I think that's fantastic, but it's often not the case. Okay, so monthly is the way to measure. Lifestyle targets is the key to making your money and your business work for you and make you happy. And instead of monthly expenses, I prefer for you to think of expenses as spending targets as money only exists to be spent. Let me say that again. Money only exists to be spent. It's its sole purpose. Okay, so get rid of the word saving. It's not even accurate because you don't save money. You invest in USD. You invest in Euro. You invest in Thai It's not like it's sitting in a bank account and it's somehow safe. No, it's 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 sitting in a bank account in an investment in US dollars or Euro or whatever it is. So it's always being invested. You cannot not invest money. You can invest it badly in um, poor financial investments or poor lifestyle events, uh, you know, um, investments like a thousand dollar bottle of vodka at a club that you're just going to piss out the next day. Terrible lifestyle investment, but you're always investing it. Okay. So you can't get away from that. If you really look at this thing, you're not saving money. You're investing it in um, the local currency or the USD or foreign currencies or That plus bonds, stocks, crypto, gold, whatever it is, that's not saving money. Um, It's an investment and that investment is an investment in financial security, okay? It's an investment in peace of mind. That's really all my net worth is to me. It's sitting there trying to um, keep, I'm happy if I keep pace with inflation and maybe just a touch of, touch above. I measure it in US dollars, that's my measuring stick. And I measure it in inflation-adjusted 2020 USD. You can see more about that in my course once it comes out. Um, I've got a lot of game on how to actually properly measure your net worth because most guys are trying to measure their net worth in a measuring stick that's constantly inflating or deflating. So it's important to tie it to a specific year. But I digress. That's a separate point. Um, So savings not accurate. And my net worth exists for me as basically... I want to be able to keep that number, to increase that number, um, to keep pace with inflation. But ultimately it really only exists, um, as runway in case there is an interruption of income because I'm very, very big on not spending more than I made that month. And that served me very well over a long period of time. And it's quite easy because, um, I'm not about to buy property. I'm not interested in buying a Lambo. I'm going to buy something, it's going to be a motorbike, which I can buy from what I made that month, plus still meet all my expenses and not go into the negative. And I just don't have an interest in a lot of those things. And, um, you know, I have one suitcase full of clothes. And even if I was to buy a property, I would assume that the property held that value. So that wouldn't even be considered a loss, for example that that could still be considered just a, a reallocation of income. Although the, the Lambo is a better example or any car is a better example because it's losing 40% of its value just going off the lot, whereas the house is not. So for my point, the, the car is a better example than a property. Um, but the broader point that I'm trying to make is to really get you to think about like your net worth in an ideal situation when you've, really solidified your money machine your business your source of income really just should be overkill okay and and it really should just exist as like your net worth is just an investment in your future financial security your peace of mind you know we want you to die with all that on you right if you're an entrepreneur you're going to die with a bunch of unfinished projects and a bunch of money on you that you didn't spend that was overkill that that that's what i'm saying when i'm saying. Your net worth ideally is just future financial security. It's there, It's but its purpose is peace of mind. Its purpose is peace of mind, but ideally we don't spend it. You know, we don't spend it. We don't have to use it to cover a loss from that month because there was an interruption in, in your income because the money machine we created for you is really solid, all right? So it's not saving, it's an investment in peace of mind or your future financial security, but and this is a big butt, and I like big butts, and I cannot lie. I actually even wrote that into the notes here, as you can see, because I'm doing a screen share video because they didn't want to have to print all this stuff up and try and maintain eye contact with you guys and read it off of this. And I'm going to be doing more of these screen share videos in the future, if you don't mind. And if I don't get a bunch of bad comments, but even if I do, I'm still going to be doing them because I want to be able to read all this stuff off and give you kind of concrete information when I need to. Okay, so it's a big butt. Your entire net worth is only relevant if there's an interruption in your income. Now, there's a few caveats to this, which I'll get to the end of the video, but ultimately that's the truth. So let me explain that to you. So let's say you've got 500K, 100K a mil in net worth, all right, that you've accumulated and you've built a hedge between cash and, you know, other investments that ideally keeps up with inflation you know, let's say you're measuring it in US dollars and you've hedged across cash or stocks or bonds or crypto, whatever you want, and you keep up with inflation. Okay. So that 500K that you have, um, you know, 10 years from now might be worth 800K, but it's, it's effectively, you've maintained that, that $500,000 in value. Okay. That's only relevant for the, you know if you're going to be on the system that i'm on if there's an interruption in your monthly income okay because otherwise you had your monthly income all your um needs were met um you made more each month than you spent and for the next decade you didn't have to touch that 500k at all and if anything you were adding to that each month with four grand or whatever whatever the number may be that you were pulling out of, you know, that, that, that came in from the business and that you were putting into this um, hedge of assets to buy you more financial security, to buy you more peace of mind um, with the idea that ultimately you never want to have to use this to cover an income gap, but going from 500 to 600 to 800 to a mil, the more of that um, net worth you have, the more peace of mind, the more financial security you have. It's basically like the insurance angle. You know, when guys are selling insurance, the angle to sell is yeah, hopefully you never have to use this, but if you do it's there. And so it's it's selling peace of mind. And that's how you should look at net worth in my opinion. It's insurance against a interruption in your income flow. COVID would be a great example. You know, a lot of guys went under during COVID because they didn't have a solidified money machine that could survive and thrive in this in in those economic conditions, and they they didn't have the um, the runway the net worth to be there um, in those cases of interrupted income. Okay, so I'm not ever going to tell you don't build net worth. I'm not ever going to tell you that having that net worth is is not important. I'm not ever going to tell you don't add to your net worth each month, at least a portion of your income um, and that it's not important to have that. It's a fantastic thing to have both practically as well as psychologically um, as insurance, as peace of mind. But what I am saying is ideally when you have the right money machine or money machines, you don't have to use it just like insurance. Um, You don't have to use it at all. And even if things like COVID came up, know i've been blessed with my clients a lot of them were have been doing better after COVID. you know because a lot of my guys have online businesses and you know my guys with offline businesses were have been blessed um so it's it's not even the economic conditions that you have to worry about it's only if those economic conditions cause an interruption in your monthly income from your money machine or money machines with those being your businesses and this is why i push the business investment so hard because It's so fucking consistent. Like you can measure it to a T. I can know, you know, predict from month to month or year to year what my income would be so accurately and so realistically. And that money machine is so valuable in comparison to other investments of my time or other investments of my cash. Um, And it provides for me in ways that nothing else in my life does. Okay. So to reiterate that 500K, 100K or mill that you save only matters if there's a problem with your monthly income. Okay. Now, sure. You can buy a house or some toys occasionally. Um, but as I said, that, that those toys should only come out of monthly spend. You know, I don't like the idea of a guy buying a supercar unless it's, you know, he made hundred grand that month or whatever it is, 300 grand that month. You know, and he's able to buy the supercar without going negative for that month, because the supercar is going to lose value off a lot. Whereas the house is just a reallocation the house is different. The house, you know, if you have 500 K and you drop 400 K on a house, I think that's a bit much. You're going to be cash poor or asset poor, whatever you want to call it. And, and you know, kind of locked in there um, if you have to sell it quickly. But ultimately, it's still your net worth is still worth 500 K, whereas You know, if it's 400K in a supercar, that car probably just lost 100K in value, um, just being driven off the lot, with the exception of some cars that do appreciate over time, classic cars. Some supercars might actually appreciate, but you get the idea. Um, The caveat is, yes, you know, you can use your net worth to buy things that are more um, expensive than what you made that month, but ideally, it should be like a reallocation of net worth as opposed to you dropped 100k on designer clothes that are not gonna that are a lifestyle investment, but they're they ultimately cost you 100k in in net worth, you know, if you're gonna buy the designer clothes, you know, and you're making 20k a month, you buy $2,000 worth of designer clothes. From what you made that month, and you're still up on that month. that's what I'm trying to say. Um, you should be thinking in terms of monthly expenses or monthly spending target and monthly income and a really good rule of thumb is that you don't spend more that month than what you made. you know now you can buy the house, but that's the reallocation of of cash or or assets. It's not um taking your 500 K net worth and, and, you know, buying something that's, that's can ultimately result in, um, you losing, you know, net worth over that month, you, you going into the, the negative in your personal spending because of that. Okay. So monthly income, monthly spending targets and wanting to make sure that every month you are, um covering covering uh your expenses plus ideally buying more security in your money machine okay which is reinvesting in your business whether in ads or whatever it may be and then buying some peace of mind um investing in your financial security so to me that should always be in the budget um quote unquote saving okay which is accurately buying uh, currencies or assets and, um, reinvesting in your money machine should be part of that budget. And that should be included in, I made 15 K, but I spent 15 K 10 K on lifestyle, 5 K on reinvestment and, um, net worth. If that makes sense. So, with that being said, your net worth should really just exist for your own psychological security in an ideal world. Like ideally you die with a bunch of money on you and it was all overkill and it was all for naught and you worried about all of it and you never had to spend it. Okay. Ideally you die with a bunch of money on you. Um, you know, if you die in debt, it was, you know, you didn't do it right. Ideally you die with a bunch of money on you. And if you're an entrepreneur, you die with a. A bunch of unfinished business projects i have totally given up on the idea of having a clear project folder uh, my project folders should only be clear when i'm dead it's the same thing with money um you should die with unfinished projects on it if you're a true entrepreneur and you should die you know if you've properly managed your money with a bunch of money on you and it was all for overkill okay so really let that sink in in the sense of that is 100 true if your business Brackets, your money machine, um, should be able to provide for your ideal lifestyle for the next decade or two decades without under interruption of income. Okay. If you have a good money machine or money machines, like you've built a second or third, after you solidified the first, that should get you through the next decade, including being able to, um, live the ideal lifestyle, or at least you know, 80% of it, 80% rule where the other 20% of spending would be diminishing returns, as well as letting you reinvest that into your net worth hedge, as well as a certain percentage back into your business. That's the goal. Okay. And that's what the ideal business should do. And that's why monthly income is the metric to measure. Because when you have that and your business is solid, you are good. Like you might be good right now, this might be the most important video of mine that you watch because I just enlightened you the fact that if you could remove the net worth identity, if you could lower your expenses or geo arbitrage your um, expenses to a cheaper country and move remotely and you have 500 K stacked up or whatever it is, maybe even hundred K, you could be good for the next decade, you know, with your 15 K coming in from your, business per month. You're after-tax 15K. You could be good. You could be super good in Asia. And the only time you have to dig into your quote-unquote savings, okay, more accurately, the diversified financial security you purchased is when there was a problem with your money machine, when there was an interruption with your income and your money machine. Not even an economic disaster like COVID, for example. A lot of my guys didn't have to dig into their savings at all. Um, by the grace of God. And I'm not trying to rub that in anyone's face. If COVID was hard on you, I feel for you, man. But what I'm saying is, is even an economic disaster with the right money machine, you can prosper. And, and it's really only the interruption of income. That's important. Many guys that I've worked with have not had to go into their reserves for a decade or decades, you know, with guys who are, multi-millionaires in their forties and they've been rich since they were in their twenties and they haven't had to go into saving quote unquote debt worth at all in that period. Um, you know, 20 years of uninterrupted income. And it's the case with most successful guys. If you look at the Forbes 500, they just built one company app, Apple, Microsoft, Berkshire Hathaway, and it was profitable. You know, it was profitable either, every month or if the company wasn't profitable, at least they were making their salary. They were making their salary plus what they were getting from dividends to live their ideal lifestyle. And that was more, more was coming in than, than, than what they were spending, you know? And this is, this is the case of a successful business, like should not be losing money um, yearly, should not be in a losing year. Should not be in a losing month. If there's a losing month, it's like stop everything. Let's figure out what happened here. Okay, unless you're a startup and you got a bunch of VCs that are going to buy into you and and sell it to the public. <laughs> you sell your unprofitable WeWork uh, company to the to the profit to the to the public. Sorry, or you're too big to fail bank and you can do whatever you want and take your $30 million in bonuses because the government's going to bail you out. But if you are an actual entrepreneur who's not betting on an IPO or a bunch of VC money or, um, a government bailout, if you're, if, if you're losing money, there's a problem, whether it's one year or just one month, that's a problem. Okay. So a really healthy money machine should be able to survive and thrive under all climates. Um, For decades, you know, and if there is an interruption in income, it shouldn't be for more than a couple months and you will have plenty of runway to deal with, Um, you know, for your little two months of interruption in income, you will have, you'll still have all that net worth to deal with it. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make you feel a lot better about your present financial situation or your, you know, near future midterm future financial situation with the idea that as long as you build the right money machine and continue to invest in it, you're good. The net worth was just insurance that you never used and you die with it on you. You still keep adding to it. You still keep buying that peace of mind, but you die with it on you and your business took you to the end zone. Your business, your money machine took you to the hoop without interruption, okay? And that is the key that's why I want to make the case for measuring monthly income and monthly spending targets and, and deciding your ideal business income from there. Okay. As a lifestyle goal being like, what is the number that I need to live my ideal lifestyle or to live my 80% ideal lifestyle? Okay. We all want to be, it would be nice to be on a yacht or the Playboy mansion, um, you know, to have, to, to, to have the lifestyle of a billionaire, but ultimately it's like how much do you need to live in a really killer place Um, in sunshine with good food and your buddies and women and to have enough for nice clothes and maybe blow up your personal brand to get a bit of fame. Right. Um, And it's kind of like, it's not a billionaire's lifestyle, but you have all the aspects of your life um, on, on, on a good level, on a level where, you're really feeling like you're able to enjoy your net worth and you're not lacking for anything. You're like, okay, it would be nice to have a yacht or 10 Lamborghinis, but you've got a killer motorcycle or, you know, you're thrown 600 for, you know, leasing a Range Rover and a drive or 1500 for a Range Rover and a driver, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're not feeling a lack of, of, um, comfort. You're not feeling a lack of, uh, anything really. So, so kind of the 80% rule applied to lifestyle with the idea that lifestyle targets are the key to happiness and money is a tool for happiness. Not like that's the primary point with identity, uh, you know, status-based identity on the amount of money you've accumulated as, as number two in a very distant number two, um, the, the purpose of money is the tool for happiness. Some guys don't like the word happiness. You can say state, you can say, um experience whatever it may be with the idea like knife in your leg negative experience negative state negative happiness everything we do is towards a positive experience okay and having money the primary purpose of money should not be for i accumulate all this money that i don't spend so that i have status and i feel like i've competed and succeeded and base my identity primarily around the. A bunch of money I have versus money is here for me to use to live an awesome lifestyle where I can have all the things I want and I can also spend a percentage of that to reinvest in my business and solidify the money machine, as well as spend a percentage to buy peace of mind across a kitchen sink, which means throw everything in the kitchen sink at it, hedge of assets from cash to bonds to stocks to Crypto, or whatever it is, you know, enough to where you feel like you're going to keep pace with inflation. Your net worth um, will keep pace with inflation of, let's say, the US dollar, if the US dollar is your measuring stick. And again, um, all those advanced calculations are going to be in my course, which I promise will be released by the end of this year. Okay, so back to the point with many guys I know, worked with, have not had to go into their reserves in a decade or decades. I've been blessed in that regard as well um and if you're still with me i want to make the case and that's the case for measuring and in monthly income and monthly spending targets and designing your ideal business income from there as opposed to what a lot of guys do a lot of entrepreneurs do is kill themselves doing what they hate to hit a net worth target that is tied to their identity for example i need to be worth 10 million dollars by this age to feel like a success and if i don't do that i'm a fucking loser as opposed to All you have to do is, let's say, for example, 15K per month for the next decade and live like a king in Southeast Asia or Eastern Europe, which is where most of my friends live. I'm currently in Mexico right now, but we'll be heading back there without ever having to touch your cash slash asset reserves. And you can spend 8K per month and you can live in a 4K per month warlord villa in Bali. If you don't believe me, look it up. Look up what you can get um, with a maid, assistant, cook, food delivery, And spend another 4K on food, drink, dates, travel, motorcycles, clothes, other lifestyle investments. While still having 7,000 left over to reinvest in your money machine, which is your business. Or in the future security of your money machine. Or to add to your hedge of cash or assets. Meaning you can buy more USD, bot, euro, crypto, bonds, whatever that might be. If you want to see my opinion on crypto, you can watch a couple of videos that I did on that. Um, as of the time of this publication of the video crypto has been on a real tear. And some of my guys have made a bunch of money on that. Um, my perspective stays the same. Um, you know, when money is pulled out, it is going towards a hedge across a bunch of different asset classes. I might choose to include more crypto in that hedge, but ultimately my goal is just to keep pace with inflation. Um. But what has made me wealthier, I should say, let's just say comfortable and what will continue God willing to make me um, comfortable in the future by the grace of God is to invest in money machine or money machines with the future money machines that I would invest in would probably be high margin businesses run by clients of mine where I'm understand the business deeply because I'm doing coaching with them and or other guys in my network where I know that it's a really capable manager who's going to be ethical and and I'm going to get my percentage or my dividend or whatever that might be. All right. Um, so ultimately it's, it's, it's the money machine or money machines that have got me here. And that will continue to get me to where I want to be with the exception of the money I made as a trader in my early twenties. Um, in arbitrage opportunities that don't exist anymore, and which was gambling. Um, but we were able to make money, um, based on arbitrage opportunities. So we took what would have been gambling and built little systems around it that lasted not too long, but we had millions of dollars from our company in buying power. Um, but I haven't traded since I don't gamble with my money whatsoever, all I do. To pull money out, put it into a kitchen sink hedge across multiple asset classes, where I'm just trying to keep pace with inflation. Um, I now measure my net worth in U.S. dollars. I used to measure it in Canadian dollars. And, you know, I've been an international citizen for since 2014. I measure in U.S. dollars. My only goal is to keep pace um, with that inflation. I expect to rise based on the printing of money in the future. Um, my goal is to keep pace with that. As long as I'm using USD as a measuring stick in the future, it might be Euro. It might be one. It might be, I don't know what it will be. I might be charging using a different currency to charge clients. Um, you know, whatever that world reserve measuring stick is, is probably what I will be using, but for right now it's USD. And then I tie it back into the 2020 inflation adjusted. U S dollar. And I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life or until I switch over to a new measuring stick so that I know, um, what I'm measuring at against inflation. And so I still have a sense of the value of that money. Um, but other than that, it is either going towards lifestyle or it's going back into, um, reinvesting in my money machine. And the way I've been doing that recently is hiring uh, team members to help with the course and help with other things. Um, and in the future, that will be going towards ads and it'll be going to a lot of other things in the future to solidify the brand, to retarget people, all that stuff. All right. So, if you're an overworked, unhappy, perfectionist entrepreneur, like a lot of entrepreneurs are, and you're making yourself miserable with aggressive revenue targets, aggressive net worth targets that you set for yourself, and you've got a net worth goal that's tied to playing the competition game, you know, you wanna be worth 10 mil by 40 or 30 mil by 40, and you're defining yourself by your bank account, you might wanna consider setting lifestyle goal, goals instead like how much money do i need to live my ideal lifestyle and within your ideal lifestyle that includes this is after tax by the way that includes investing a certain percentage back into your money machine or money machines like in your business and then a certain percentage into your net worth um if it's asia or eastern europe it might be 10k and you're living like a king if it's dubai it might be 30k um, only you can can know if you're being honest with yourself and then um, how much money do you need for ideal lifestyle? How much pressure could I take off from myself? If I found the ideal lifestyle or I geo arbitrage towards the ideal lifestyle and I moved away from uh, net worth competition uh, slash identity based targets. And if that's the case, how much shit that you hate could you either stop doing or completely or delegate? And how much financial fear could you lessen by knowing that all you need is one good money machine to pay for your next decade and net worth only matters if you choose to make it part of your identity game or there is an identity or there's an interruption in your income. Okay. You could have a six figure business, eight K a month and live in Asia for the next decade, assuming um you know, for for point of theory, the same arbitrage that we're getting between USD and Thai bot or whatever the currency is, which I'm sure will be worse ten years from now as the Asian currencies rise and the U.S. dollar um, devalues. But let's just assume that arbitrage opportunity, that 8k a month is a fortune over there. Um, that's enough to live very well, live in a great place you know, maid, chef, all that stuff, dates, travel, everything. Okay. For six figures after taxes, 15K, even better 20K, even better. And even for that 8K, you could still on top of that, um, reinvest in the business and also, uh, um, invest in, in peace of mind through your net worth. Okay. Um, And that's what I mean by the net worth only matters if you choose to make it part of your identity game or if there's an interruption in income. Now, you might be hearing all this and realize, okay, I'm not quite at my income target, you know. And you could think, well, I might be there if I do arbitrage or maybe you don't want to do arbitrage and just means you need to to reinvest more aggressively in your business instead of your net worth so that you can hit your monthly income target. in America, for example, that might be 15,000 to live really well and to be able to reinvest and, um, you know, uh, invest in, in, um, back into your business or might be 30 K for you. I don't know what it is. Um, but it's important to have that. And then it's important to know that the lifestyle target, the monthly income target, the money machine target and the financial security of your money machine is what's important. And the net worth only matters if there's an interruption in income and a um, and as a part of the identity game, okay? So let me just give you two caveats on on that point and the other points. Number one, okay, I am not saying that net worth doesn't matter. Let me be very clear. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be um, putting money towards net worth. You should be doing that every month. Okay. And you can still stack net worth as one of the things that you buy each month with the idea that you're buying peace of mind. That's still a great thing to do. Um, and number two, you can still play the net worth accumulation game. Um, saying, you know, uh, getting value out of the amount of money that you have, just like you can get self-esteem out of your physique, out of, the um, girlfriend that you were able to attract out of all the quote unquote superficial things that actually really motivate people. um, I'm not trying to take that away from you. I'm not trying to denigrate that. I'm not trying to say that's superficial. You know, that is a game that you can play. You can play the status game. You can play the um, self-esteem game based on your uh, net worth. And let's be honest, every guy's playing that guy That playing that game to a degree, what I'm saying is you might just want to massively lower the importance of it and have it be one of the things that adds to your self-esteem. Okay. And if you really want to know what self-esteem is about, watch my video on it. There's two parts to self-esteem. There's competition-based and there's cooperation-based. Competition would be quality of of the girlfriend you're able to attract, your physique, your style, um, your handsomeness, your net worth the business that you built um, your height your all those things that are in comparison to other people and then cooperation based is your ethics um, how good of a son you are to your parents how good of a friend you are your ethics in business um your respect when talking to people you know if people say you're a good man Um, the people you help, the charity work that you do, your relationship with God, all these things. So those two things add up to self-esteem, okay? And then with competition alone, you could be playing like 15 different games with net worth just being one of them, you know? Instead of what a lot of wealthy guys do, which is net worth is the sole game that they're playing and they neglect their health, they get fat, they don't dress well. um, And it's solely just about bank accounts and they're measuring themselves against other extremely successful guys doing the same thing. And they're rarely, if ever, happy. I mean, you know, those kind of guys are so deep into that game and so focused on net worth as the sole identity that, they're, you know, they're pissed off when a guy has a bigger private jet than them or they're pissed off when the other billionaire's, you know, company, you know, beats their quarterly income targets or whatever. And, you know, look, there's – guys are always going to have some type of goal. There's going to be some – you know, some competition there if, if, if he wants it, but um, at the end of the day, the competition game doesn't make you happy. You know, it, it it really doesn't. There's always a guy with a bigger jet or, you know, like more billions than you have. Like it doesn't end. Um, I'm not saying don't play that game, but I'm saying lower the importance down to where it's a fun game again. Like, think of it like a video game where, if it's too low, you're bored. Or if you have the cheat codes and you can do everything, you're bored. But if it's too high, all you, know, you just feel bad about yourself and you fall into self-hatred and self-abuse and all that. And it's not the only video game that you have. You got a bunch of different games that you can play instead of playing one video game at the hardest setting and that's all you do. Just using that as an example. So lower the importance of identity-based net worth game down to where it's a fun game, not I have to be worth X mil by X age or on a fucking loser, which is the self-hatred aggressive competition game, which is fun for no one. And you'll never win that game. And a lot of wealthy, successful guys play that game. A lot of that's what drove them to that level in the first place. And if that were true, they would be the happiest people on the planet. But when you look at that, you don't, you know, you look at a lot of powerful people, a lot of wealthy people, you don't see the happiest people on the planet. It's the same thing with celebrities. They, they get involved with drugs and alcohol and all that despite having what should be a dream lifestyle because their identities types tied, tied up in it because of self-esteem issues, because of how they see themselves, and because they've tied so much of their identity to that um, competition game, uh, among other things. Among other things, but there's no – you don't win the comparison game. And, uh, it took me a long while to figure that out. I used to define, I used to be proud of the fact that I was a bad loser. Now, when I look back on so many of the competitions that I'd be in, it was like 95% of the time miserable. And then, you know, I'd win and it would be like, it'd have to be a, a killer win for me to be excited because just a win was like, ah, I'm like, that's what, that's what I am supposed to do. I was supposed to win. Um, and so that's really fun for nobody. So it's really important. You know, if, if, if happiness is your priority, if you, you don't want to use happiness, use pleasure, use positive experiences. Okay. If you look at your life and you truly under understand that life is just a series of state changes and the, the logical thing to do is, is create as many positive states or positive experiences or whatever you want to call it as possible. Then you'll see that money is just one of those tools to create, um, those experiences. If used properly, if used negatively, Money's a way to beat yourself up over um, not fulfilling the identity game that you're playing and put a bunch of pressure on yourself and rush targets and do a bunch of things that you hate for clients that you hate and build a team that's too big and is a pain to manage as opposed to what is my lifestyle goal? What do I need to really live an awesome life and maybe only work four to six hours per weekday? And have that as the goal and make your 20K or your 15K or your 30K or whatever it is. But then still continue to play the net worth game still just with lesser importance, still stack towards that, but with lesser importance. And if you truly internalize that, you know, I'm hoping that someone watching this video has a massive revelation. Whether it's giving yourself permission to set lifestyle targets, whether recognizing that you don't have to base your identity on net worth or you can massively reduce the importance or even better whether this video um enlightens you that you're good that you're going to be okay because you have a solidified money machine and you have 500k in the bank and that financial security that you've been longing for doesn't have to be in some distant future you 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 might have it right now um and so a lot of these things were revelations for me and for my clients. And I hope it was the same for you. If you want help with this, you know, if you want some personalized coaching with me on this, among other things, check me out revolutionary lifestyle design.com forward slash coaching. Um, and you can apply to work directly with me. I'm not taking new clients right now. I might be next month or the month after that. So I am jammed up or you can message or rather I'd just say, email Aaron at Aaron at Design.com to uh, get an application. All right. So I hope you found that useful. If you did and you want help with this stuff, um, as I said, go ahead and apply for coaching. Or you can also let me know what you thought in the comment section, any questions there in the YouTube comments. Um, Appreciate you. Much love to you. Hope you found this useful relevant, and hopefully you had a revelation with this video and you're able to see why monthly income is the metric to measure why lifestyle targets before identity targets are the move um the fact that you might already be at financial security or close to it you might just have to earn a bit more geo arbitrage and the fact that you know as long as you have that right money machine regardless of what ha- happens in economic um, conditions, you're going to be okay because the right money machine will continue to pay you that monthly income that you want, regardless of inflation or whether you have to switch the currency that you're charging in or, or whatever it will be 10 years from now, because, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with money, but the right money machine will continue to pay you enough to live. I, you know, the lifestyle that you want to live. So, if that's the case, you might really want to sit down and think how much do I need to have all the things that I want. And again, that's something that I might be able to help you with. But if you're going to do it by yourself, really think about what is it that I need to be happy, you know, the nice place, um, the motorcycle, the, the maid, the food delivery, you know, three dates per week with the girlfriend or girls, you know, going out with the guys, what is it that I really need to where I'm like 80% good, you know, to where it's like above that is kind of diminishing returns and included in that is reinvestment in the business, reinvestment, or sorry, investment in your net worth goals. Now, I know I've uh, repeated myself a few times, but I felt like this concept really needed to be hammered home, hammered home, I should say. So I hope you found that uh, useful. And again, much love to you. God bless. Have a great day. Great week. And let me know what you think in the comment section.